Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for Business Ethics and Integrity. The Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor for Ellen Becker Investment Group. Ellen Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just north of I-94, between Highway 164 and Highway F in the Ridgeview Corporate Park, and also located in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building, right across the street from my favorite store, Winkies. We also service clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. Visit us at ellenbecker.com for more details. Today, I have um, a great guest with us. So um, we're going to be talking about Social Security, and I know it's a hot topic that's on a lot of people's forefront. Um, As uh, I mentioned, I'm a senior wealth advisor, so I work with clients on a daily basis to help them figure out when they retire, um, how are they going to get their income? You know, the paycheck turns off. And we've got to get income. And um, in the past, we always talked about the three-legged stool, where one was a pension, another uh, leg was Social Security, and the third leg was from investments. And um, for most of us and uh, most of you listening to the program today, those pensions have really gone to the wayside. So when I'm working with individuals, we're really looking at uh, Social Security and their investments. And um, Social Security was never created to fully fund somebody's retirement, but it definitely helps um, generate some consistent income and some cash flow. So um, I decided, you know what, I want to interview uh, an expert on this topic. And we are blessed today. We have Alita Elizondo. And she's going to be talking to us um, and sharing all the information that she knows about Social Security. If you've attended some of our Social Security seminars that we've hosted here in Pewaukee, Alita was the gal that ran those. So if her uh, name and voice sounds familiar, that's exactly why. So Alita, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Jean. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you know, we talked a little bit on... um, the different topics that we want to address. And one of the first things that I'd like to address is um, how is um, Social Security um, funded? You know, we all know that we're expecting this income stream. Um, share with me, how uh, how is Social Security funded? Through what means? Social Security is funded through the FICA taxes that are taken out of your payroll checks. And um, the taxes actually funding the disability, the retirement, and the survivor benefits, and also Medicare. So the total FICA tax is 15.3% of your gross wages. You pay the 7.65%, and your employer pays the other 7.65%. Of that percentage, 6.2% is towards Social Security, and 1.45% goes towards Medicare. So you're going to see this on your pay stub, and it's going to show as the OASDI, or Social Security Tax. Well, and it's funny, I bring up the funding because Social Security has really evolved. You know, it started way back in 1935 with F.D. Roosevelt, Mm -hmm. and initially it was just for the employee. 
soon after that, he brought in disability benefits. And that was really to help an individual sustain a life if they weren't able to work due to whatever reason. And then he brought spousal benefits. So it's really evolved over time. So, boy, if I recall, you know, way back in the day when this started, there were um, maybe 200 people putting into the system for every one person drawing. And that has changed drastically. And I want to say it's under 3% putting into the system for every one person drawing. So it's it's changed and evolved over time. And um, now I know exactly how it's funded. Um, Let's talk a little bit on how do you qualify for benefits. So we talk about Social Security being around forever and ever and ever. And um, does everybody qualify for benefits? Can everybody listening to the show assume that they're going to get some Social Security benefits? Well, to qualify for retirement benefits, you do have to have a certain amount of credits. And you earn these credits when you work and pay the Social Security FICA taxes. So you need a minimum of 40 credits. And usually most people are able to get the 40 credits in 10 years of work because you can earn a maximum of four credits a year. So in 2023, $1,640 is going to give you one credit. So to earn the maximum four credits this year, you need to have worked and paid into Social Security a minimum of $6,560. So to qualify, you need the 40 credits, and you also need to be age 62. So that's basically it. So we talk about age 62 being the earliest that you could collect uh, benefits. And um, when we play Social Security at Trivia here at Allen Becker Investment Group, We do know there is an earlier age, and this is where I always win a point or two. If I was a widow, I could potentially collect benefits as a widow at age 60. So um, we'll get into some of those details um, a little later in the show. So we talk about earning credits. And um, I always encourage my clients to go to the website ssa.gov because it's a great resource to determine if you've got enough credits and what those credits look like. Share with our listeners, what's another reason that clients should visit the site ssa.gov? Yes, wonderful website, ssa.gov. First of all, make sure that you are going to ssa.gov and not ssa.com because you could end up somewhere else. So on our website, we have many tools that somebody who is looking to retire can use. We have many calculators that you can use. We also have, um, and I encourage everybody to set up the My Social Security account. The My Social Security account is where you can go in, set up the secure account where you will be able to see your earnings. Um, You'll be able to see all the earnings from the first time that you started working up until the year before. And this is where you're going to go because this is going to tell you how many credits you have earned. And it's also going to give you the estimate of how much you can expect to receive once you start drawing benefits at different ages. So um, I love that tool. And when I work with clients, I always say, go to that tool. Um, Share with our listeners, let's assume that I'm 55 years old and I'm trying to plan for, for my retirement. 
if I go on to that tool, am I able to put that I'm only going to work until I'm 60 and then I'd like to collect benefits at 62? Does it allow you to put in those different scenarios? Yes. We do have um, a calculator on our website where you can um, use what-if scenarios. So what if I stop working, you know, several years before I'm actually going to retire? Or what if I'm going to be earning a lot more? You can estimate your future earnings on there. So yes, it's very user-friendly, and you can put different scenarios in there depending on what your circumstances are. Well, and it's kind of interesting because, as I mentioned, I have all my clients that I work with go to that website. Every now and then, somebody um, determines that a year's worth of income is not showing up or it's wrong. And so if we have any listeners that log on to ssa.gov today and they see that there might uh, be a year that's missing earnings, what do they do? Yes. Well, first of all, um, if it's recent, if it's a recent year, it may not be posted yet. So we usually ask people, wait at least a year, give us a year to get those earnings posted. But if you go on there and you find that there is a year that's missing or maybe extra earnings that are posted that don't belong to you, you need to contact us because we can correct that. Social Security can, um, if you have proof that you actually did work, you have a W-2 form, we can add those wages in there. Also, if there are wages posted that don't belong to you, we can also remove those. So that's why we tell people it's very important to check that statement yearly to make sure that the earnings posted there are correct. Because you also want to make sure that when you go to retire, that those earnings are posted because that's what we're going to use to calculate your monthly benefits. Well, and I did have one or two clients where they had to contact Social Security to add some wages. And I always say it's easier to fix that when the problem is a year or two old. If you're going back and you see you worked for a company 20 years ago and the company is no longer around and you don't have a W-2, it really becomes a challenge. So I do encourage all of um, our listeners today to go on that website And what's kind of cool is it'll ask all those identifying questions uh, before you can log in. Do you remember any of those questions that they ask you? The old out-of-wallet questions that we used to ask when we set up that account, you no longer do that. We use a third party to verify your identity, and that makes things easier when it comes to setting up that account. So you no longer have to um, remember who had your mortgage, you know, 20, 30 years ago, or what company financed your auto. Now all the information is verified using a third party. It's much easier. And if you have one of those old accounts and you're not able to remember the username or the password, we can completely delete it and let you start over. Just contact us and we will do that for you. Perfect. We're going to get into the weeds on Social Security. We are going to take a short break. Um, If you want to visit that website, again, it's ssa.gov. And if you want to call Social Security, the number is 1-800-772-1213. With that, let's take a short break. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. And today we are blessed to have Alita Elizondo directly from Social Security uh, offices as our guest. 
And you are just a wealth of knowledge around Social Security. So I'm hoping that we're going to talk a little bit more about Social Security, and then I'm going to share some common questions that I get that are kind of unique. Um, as we open up this segment, let's talk a little bit about how Social Security is actually calculated. So we know how we have to earn 40 credits, and we know how that's done. So um, how do they calculate how much each of us receives? Well, your benefits are based on your lifelong earnings. So the first thing that we do is we take your wages and they are adjusted for changes in wage levels over time. So basically we adjust them for inflation. So once we have all those um, wages adjusted, we find the highest 35 years. Sometimes people think we use the last five years or the last 10 years, but we actually use 35 years in the computation. And I know a little while ago I talked about how you only need 10 years of work, but even if you only have the minimum 10 years and the 40 credits, we still use 35 years. So for somebody who has only worked 10 years, we're going to put 25 years of zeros into the calculation. And that's going to give that person a lower benefit than somebody who had 35 years of work. So we use the 35 years, we get the monthly average of those 35 years, and that's going to result in the amount that we're going to use as a base for your monthly benefit. So that's what you would receive at your full retirement age. So full retirement is something different for everybody. So it really determines when you're born. So, um, you know, as I'm looking at this chart and I'm going to share for our listeners, if you're born in 1955, let's talk about this first. If you're born before 1954, your full retirement age is 66. Correct. And why is full retirement age so important? That's when you get your full benefit, correct? Correct. All right. So. The full retirement age is the age at which you can receive 100% of that base benefit that we calculated. But that doesn't mean that you have to wait until your full retirement age. You can take it as early as age 62, even if your full retirement age is 67, where somebody who was born after 1960, their full retirement age is 67, but they still have the option of taking it at 62. All right. So I'm just going to give a couple years out there. So if you're listening and you were born in 1955, your full retirement age is 66 years and two months. At okay. 1956, it's 66 years and four months um, and so on. So um, let's talk about the reduction if they collect it at 62. So let's assume that I was born after 1960, which I was. Okay. And my full retirement age is age 67. If I collect benefits at 62, what is the reduced percentage amount that I'll receive? So the majority of people that we talk to nowadays, their full retirement age is between 66 and 67. Somebody that was born after 1960, their full retirement age is 67. If they start taking that benefit at age 62, they are looking at a 30% reduction in their benefit. And the thing is that that's the amount that you will be taking and receiving the rest of your life. So it doesn't go up. Some people think, well, I'll take it at 62 and then at my full retirement age it will increase. No, once you start receiving the reduced benefit, you're locked into that for the rest of your life usually. All right. Um, 
So let's assume that um, my spouse took it at age 62 and my spouse is taking a reduced amount. And let's assume that my spouse is um, 65 years of age and his full retirement age would have been 67, uh, but he collects it at 65. Okay. If I'm 62, um, because he's collecting... I can collect, correct? Correct. As a spousal benefit? A spousal benefit, yes. If the couple is married, the worker has to be collecting before the spouse can collect. But just because the spouse took the benefit at their, uh, at a reduced age, doesn't mean that the spouse is going to be reduced. Because if the spouse waits until the spouse's full retirement age, they can receive up to 50% of that unreduced amount. So this is kind of feeding on during the first segment when we said that FD Roosevelt included spousal benefits in Social Security. So sometimes clients come in and they're a little surprised that the spouse can receive up to 50% of the um, spouse's working benefit, having never worked in a um, W-2 income situation, so they didn't work outside the home. And that's um, a way for the spouse to um, have some income and, and so on. So share with me, and I have one question, and I get asked this often, is um, let's assume that my spouse is age 65 and he's still working. If I'm not working outside the home, can I start spousal benefits at age 62? No. In order for the spouse to file for benefits, the worker has to be already drawing benefits. But if they are drawing benefits and still working, then yes, you could receive a spousal benefit on your husband or wife's earnings record. All right. And so the key on that is whatever uh, calculation mine is being calculated off of, that person has to be drawing benefits. Correct. Perfect. And we get that asked, uh, that question asked pretty often um, to clarify that. Um, we're kind of getting, You did you want to add something? I did want to add something um, because this is for a spouse where the marriage, they are still married. If they are divorced, then the spouse doesn't have to be drawing a benefit. The worker only has to be eligible for a benefit. So just at least be age 62 but they don't have to be drawing it. The divorced spouse could receive that spousal benefit um, while the worker continues to work. Since we started talking about um, couples where the marriage was dissolved and they're divorced, um, sometimes clients assume that if there were multiple divorces and three people were drawing on potentially one worker's income history, that their benefit's going to be reduced. And that's not the case, is it? That's not the case. If there were three marriages and they all lasted at least 10 years, because there is a limit to, the marriage has to last 10 years and you become eligible. Even if there are three ex-spouses, we will pay each of their benefits independently. All right, and that's that's good to know. And that, again, I'm gonna repeat, so Alita shared with us, even if the wage income earner is not retired and not collecting benefits, if you are 62 or older and you were married 10 years or more, you could start, start collecting Social Security benefits on your ex-spouse. Um, so that's a, a common question. 
I read something about voluntary suspension, and I wasn't real clear on that. Can you share with our listeners what that means? So the voluntary suspension is when you start taking your retirement benefit and then ask Social Security to suspend your benefits. And you can only do this at full retirement age uh, for whatever reason, maybe because you recently started working, uh, maybe because you just think that you want to let your benefit grow and you started drawing too early. So you can ask us to suspend your benefit at full retirement age, but if you suspend your benefits and there is a spouse on there, not an ex-spouse, that wouldn't be affected, but a current spouse or children, that's going to suspend the benefits for everybody on the record. All right, so before I expand on that thought, um, let me give you a scenario. Let's assume that I retired at age 62, started my Social Security benefits, and I, at age 64, got a huge job offer, Mm -hmm. and my income puts me um, over to the point where I'm gonna lose all my Social Security benefits. I can suspend can I voluntary uh, do a voluntary suspension of my Social Security benefits? Yes. At full retirement age, you can do a voluntary suspension. But in my scenario, I'm only 64 and I'm not at full retirement age. Then no. Um, if your earnings are going to be over the limit, then we will look to see how much you will be earning and we may have to hold back some checks during that year. All right. So Alita gave you a little insight some of our retirees actually work during retirement and it could be a part-time job or they're earning um, income on the side there's an income level and an income threshold where you can earn x amount of dollars and not lose any social security benefits and i think that benefit is around nineteen thousand two hundred forty dollars Uh, That uh, number changes often, so if that is your situation, definitely um, give us a call. But you can be retired, collecting Social Security, and earn income, and it will not affect your Social Security benefits. And again, I uh, feel that that threshold amount is about $19,240. Um, Alita, you're um, telling me, is it a different amount? Yes. In 2023, that amount is 21240 And this is the amount for people that are younger than their full retirement age. So the limit is different depending on how old you are. So if you are younger than your full retirement age, in 2023, you can earn up to 21240 If you go over that amount, and we will hold $1 for every $2 that you go over. The year of your full retirement age in 2023, the amount goes up to 56,520. But we only count your earnings up to the month before you reach full retirement age, not the earnings for the entire year. So my birthday's in July, so for me, the limit would be 56,520 January through June. Starting the month of my full retirement age, there is no limit. You can earn as much as you want, and it doesn't matter. All right, we're going to take a break, have you digest that knowledge that we just shared, and we may uh, review that once again because it gets confusing. So with that, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. 
And we are having a great conversation on Social Security. And we kind of got into the weeds in our last segment that talked about that retiree, which we're seeing more and more, uh, that decides to go back to work. And there's some income thresholds. So I thought we'd benefit everybody just by kind of reiterating. So if you retire at 62, meaning you have not hit your full retirement age, not only are you getting a reduced benefit amount, you also have some uh, income thresholds to be aware of. So we discovered that if you earn more than $1,771 a month, which is about $21,260 a year, once you earn over that amount, you may lose Social Security benefits. So for every $3 over that threshold amount, you lose $1 of benefits, correct? And when you say lose, what happens? Does Social Security send you an invoice or how do they recoup that? Okay, so yes, the earnings limit, when you tell us, when you are filing for benefits, we ask you to estimate how much you will be earning in the future. If you tell us and you know what you will be asking, we will be able to hold back some checks. So if you're, depending on how much you will be going over the limit, we may have to hold back, you know, a few checks before we start paying you. That's when we know how much you're going to earn. If you don't tell us or if you don't know, then at the end of the year, you would probably get a letter from us telling um, you this is how much the IRS reported that you earned and this is how much you owe us. So per- so then do they withhold a check or do you write out a check to the IRS? No. When you have gone over the limit because of your earnings, Social Security will tell you that you are overpaid and you pay Social Security back. All right, perfect. So let's talk about the year you retire and the year you attain full retirement age. So we'll do my example. My birthday is in October and my full retirement age is 67. So I know if I start collecting Social Security at 66 or or any age earlier than my full retirement, I got that income threshold. But the year I retire, it's different. Share with our listeners why that year is different and how it's calculated. Okay, so the year of your full retirement age, the limit is goes up. So in 2023, it's 56520 We would only count, in your case, January through September because that's the month. Be- we stop counting the month before of your full retirement age. If you go over that amount, then it's $1 for every $3 that we will withhold because that amount also increases. All right, but you're only watching my income after October, after or before before October. Perfect. All right. So if I made a million dollars from January through September, and I always use extreme examples to make a point, <laughs> I wouldn't even want to. Uh, I wouldn't even want to start my Social Security benefits that year. Well, not necessarily, because if you have already made a large amount of money, way over the earnings limit. The very first year that you apply for benefits, we have a special rule where we don't use, we can use the monthly limit instead of the yearly limit. So if you've already gone over the yearly limit from the time that you start drawing benefits, we will pay you a benefit in any month in which you stay under the monthly amount. And all we do is we take the yearly, we divide it by 12, and that becomes the monthly limit for you. So I could collect. Thank you, you for clarif- clarifying that. 
All right. So um, let's assume that I'm retired and I am earning uh, some income. What counts as earnings for the annual earnings limit of that $21,260? What, what's the earnings? When we look at earnings, we only looked at earned earnings. So we look at the wages that you are earning from your employer. And we also look at net earnings from self-employment. So there are other types of income that we don't count. We don't count um, any pensions unless, most pensions are excluded unless you work for the government where you didn't pay into Social Security. Uh, we don't look at annuities, those are not counted. And also anything else that is not earned is not counted towards wages. Like dividends and interest, none all of that, that is no, not calculated. No, none of those other types. Even government benefits like unemployment, workers' comp, that does not count towards your limit. All right. Thanks for clarifying that. Um, before we take a break, I want to talk about um, the benefit. And when you file to receive your benefits, um, what period are they paying that benefit for? Is it the current month going forward, the current month, or the prior month? How is that determined? Well, when you receive a benefit, you're, we always, Social Security pays a month behind. So the benefit for the month of April is paid in May. May's check is paid in April. We used to pay the benefits on the third of the month, but that changed. So now depending on what your birthday is, that's going to determine when you receive your check. So if your birthday is between the first of the month and the 10th of the month, you will receive your benefit on the second Wednesday of the month. If your birthday is between the 11th and the 20th, you will receive your check on the third Wednesday of the month. And if it's between the 21st and the 31st, your benefit will arrive on the fourth Wednesday of the month. If you're receiving benefits as a spouse, we use the worker's date of birth to determine when your benefit is paid. Well, that takes me back to my younger years when I was a teller at a bank and on the <laughs> third, all of the um, bank uh, clients came in to cash their Social Security checks, so I remember that quite well. Yes. We're going to take a brief break. When we come back, we're going to learn a little bit more about Social Security, and we're also going to learn about some of the scams and um, some of the concerns we have that are out there. So with that, let's take a brief break. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. And we are blessed to have Alita Elzondo from Social Security Administration on the show today, um, sharing her knowledge. Um, Alita, before we get into the segment, we've all we've talked about reduced benefits and working. Um, I want to clarify something for our listeners because oftentimes people think that if they delay their Social Security benefits, it increases at 8% each year. And I want to share with our listeners today, when you hit your full retirement age, if you delay Social Security benefits or delay starting your Social Security benefits, they will increase 8% each year simple interest up until age 70. After age 70, there is no additional increase. So Again, it's only from your full retirement age to age 70. If you do not collect benefits, they will increase the monthly amount by 8% each year, simple interest. So I wanted to clarify that. 
And I also wanted to talk about, uh, in our first segment, we talked a little bit about how Social Security is funded. And part of that funding is from the tax on the benefits. And um, I wanted to share with our listeners that Social Security is considered taxable income from 0% up to 85%. So it is never fully taxed. Um, and it is only federal tax. There is no state tax on Social Security. Now, how do you determine if 0% of your benefit is being considered taxable income or up to 85%? It's a calculation that's based off your adjusted gross income. Definitely talk with your tax advisor if you are intrigued and interested in um, determining what percentage of your Social Security income is considered taxable income. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about um, how do you decide uh, to start those benefits. So you're going to retire and you've decided, I'm going to start my Social Security benefits. How do you do that? Well, yes, the easiest way, once you've determined that you're ready to apply and you're going to go ahead and apply for your retirement benefits, the easiest way to do this is on our website, ssa.gov. Go to our website and you can start the process there. It's simple. It takes no more than usually about 15 minutes, but that's the easiest way. Our offices are open, but a lot of times you don't need to come into the office because everything can be done online, especially if you have all your information ready, you start the process, it's going to go smoothly. But even after you submit your application for retirement online, a lot of people think, well, what if I did something wrong? What if I, you know, I messed up and I'll never know because I just submitted it? We want you to know that somebody looks over every single application that's submitted online. A human actually goes through the application, and if we spot something that we know is not beneficial to you or we think that you don't understand uh, something that you answered, we will go back and we will contact you because we want to make sure that the information that you submitted is correct. So you may get a call from us even after you've submitted it online, but a lot of the times once you do it online, the process is complete and you're finished. So sometimes I think people think if they make an, if they make an appointment and they sit across the table from somebody, they're going to guide them to help determine when is the best time for them to start collecting it. Is it at 62? Is it at 65? Is it at 67? So, um, you know, clarify with our listeners, does somebody ever help an individual determine when it is best for them to start these Social Security benefits? Well, the, that's one of the questions that we most often get asked. So the question of when to start your benefits, it's actually a personal decision, and it's different for everybody. So Social Security can't tell you when the best time to start your benefit is because there really isn't the right time that's the same for everybody. So there are lots of things that go into um, making that decision. Um, some of the things that you should be considering is, you know, can you afford to retire early? Because remember, once you start taking that reduced benefit, you're locked into that. Um, what about your health? You know, what your current health is, your family's longevity. And you should also be considering whether other people, a spouse or children, will be drawing on your benefit. Because remember, they can't start drawing until you start drawing. So there are lots of things that um, come 
you know, that lead you to that, make that decision of when the best time is for you, but it's different for everybody. We can't help you with that part of the decision, but what we can tell you is that when you start receiving your retirement benefit is determined by when you file. So you either decide, do I take a reduced benefit and receive it for a longer period of time, or do I take a, a larger benefit, but then I'll receive it for a shorter period of time. So think long-term when you're making that decision. And that's when I say, if you are an Ellen Becker client, definitely seek out the knowledge from your financial advisor. Um, if you're out there and you have not connected with an advisor, maybe now would be the time to address that Social Security question. Um, I have to share, I did go to ssa.gov, and I did look up my benefits, and I love the statement. And in the past, it was always mailed to me maybe a month before my uh, birthday month. And now, do they mail these out anymore? We actually still mail some out, but for the majority of people, we stop mailing those out. So the only people that receive the statement in the mail now are people that are 60 or older and do not have an online account. For everybody else, we encourage you to go to our website, sign up for a My Social Security account, and look at your statement. It's easier to read. It's going to contain all your earnings record that we want you to look. Like Jean said, it's, it's easier for us to correct an error from a recent year than having to go back 10, 15, 20 years and try to correct your earnings record. So we encourage everybody 18 or older, set up a My Social Security account, look at your earnings, and use it as a tool when it comes to deciding when you're going to retire. Well, we talked a lot about uh, some of the nuances with Social Security. I want to spend the last couple minutes talking about the scams because we have clients that come to us and share that Social Security, call them, uh, different things. Um, enlighten our listeners with some of the scams that are out there. Yes. So not only calls, but emails, text, all different types of imposters are sending us messages, calling us. And basically, they are pretending to be government employees, and they are either trying to get information from you, they're trying to get you to disclose information, or um, they're trying to get you to send money. Sometimes they will ask you to send um, money directly to them um, by buying gift cards. And as much as we talk about these scams and as much as we try to educate the public, we still hear people that are falling victim to them. So we encourage everybody, tell your family, tell your friends, Social Security will never call and threaten you. We will never call and tell you that your benefits are going to be suspended because you refuse to give us information. If you ever receive a call that you think is suspicious, hang up, call Social Security, and we're happy to verify if we called you or not. And that number is 1-800-772-1213. So if you are getting calls, um, do exactly what Alita said. Just hang up and call, and they will tell you if there is anything um, necessary. Although, again, Social Security would not be calling or texting or emailing you. You know, we, we talked uh, a lot in a, a prior seminar here internally at Ellen Becker about um, scams with the seniors. And what we're finding is um, it's such a trustworthy generation, right? Yes. 
And oftentimes a senior might be home alone and they get a phone call and they want to be correct. They want to show that they have the knowledge to answer the questions and they know where to get the information. And that's when we say take a step back and hang up and get a uh, family member or a friend or a loved one involved to try and tackle this. So, um, yeah, it's sad when we hear it happens, but it does happen. So. Well, I had a great time talking with you. I learned a lot. I hope um, you at home learned a lot as well. I want to share that Money Sense airs on Saturdays from 2 to 3 and on Sundays from 12 to 1. If you like today's show and you want more, please visit ellenbecker.com or give us a call at 262-691-3200. As always, I hope that I've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, Before we invest, we always listen. Be well.